Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 196. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It is a snowy day here in <laughs> Idaho in the Boise area, uh, but hopefully everyone's safe yeah. here. So yeah. It sure is pretty. It is pretty. I guess it is January. Yes. So Yeah, it's been kind of funny over the last couple of weeks here <clears throat> in the Boise area. It's been really warm, like 40s and 50s, which is totally abnormal. Um, but it's been really, really nice. And then all of a sudden wake up this morning to a couple inches of snow. So yeah, anyway, it's a little bit of a, it's like we're having winter all over again. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We always say here in Idaho, it's like you get uh fake fall and then right. you get late right. summer and then you get winter, fake spring, you know, winter again. Yes. It's, you never know. Yep. Anyways. All right. So uh, today we want to talk a little bit about some of our current projects. We've got our hands in quite a few things right now. And um, Nathan and I were talking about it earlier and it's very exciting, but in some of these, we're kind of in the first phases yeah. of the project. So uh, first of all, let's talk about something that you're involved in. You were saying that you're even going to go out and uh, do a little video about it tomorrow. Yeah. So we are working on the project charity site. Um, that's kind of one that I'm helping Ricky on. And we're actually filming a YouTube video about it tomorrow, and we're going to be talking about the branding of the website. And so we'll, you'll be able to hear more about that on YouTube. But anyway, it was, it's been kind of fun to decide what exactly we want the website to feel like, um, you know, what um, kind of point of view do we want to take, trying to decide whether we want it to be kind of like adrenaline junkie, mm -hmm. you know, off-road type website, or if it's mm -hmm. more of a, we want to be out enjoying nature and, <laughs> you know, off-roading is the way we do that. So there's yep. so many different fun things about branding. Um, and just a little bit of a teaser, just so you guys know, that video probably won't come out for a little bit, um, but be watching for it uh, because we're going to be doing... Um, a live kind of a uh, private isn't the right word, but it'll be a live uh, where we kind of further discuss branding. And of course that will be for all of you project 24 members. Um, so yeah, uh, be watching out for that video. It'll be awesome. And that's, that's kind of one of the bigger things that I'm working on right now. I'm also doing some search analysis for the site mm -hmm. um, where we're looking to get some articles up. Um, you know, of course, along with branding is logo and all those fun things, which also we're going to do something fun with the logo. I won't let that one go yet. But when you watch the video, um, be you can kind of look out for some fun plans we have with the logo. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, the the website's coming along. We have decided on a name. I'm not sure if we've publicly released it yet. <laughs> I honestly, I just I'm not totally in the loop um, on that. So I'm not going to say it now. If you guys already know, then you're going to be like, oh, this is silly because we already know. But <laughs> Just in case I'm not supposed to say, I'm not going to say yeah. anything now. But anyway, it's coming along good. Uh, we have our categories chosen. I think we might have discussed that a little bit previously here. Uh, we have our categories. And so I'm just going through and doing the work to pick the articles. Um, it's really fun to yeah. start the process from scratch. And yeah. that's what we're doing. Absolutely. And of course, we're really planning and thinking of our brand yeah. for this website, yep. especially. And so yep. doing the categories and of course, the search analysis uh, really helps determine that. Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, the we spent, I probably spent two or so hours sitting down yesterday with Ricky and Julia uh, who works on the YouTube side of things. And we talked about branding just in general. And it's been, it's been really kind of fun just to talk about elements of a brand and how it's much more deep than just, you know, your logo and your colors mm -hmm. um, and those sorts of things. Uh, branding is a 
big part of what can make a very successful site um, and make it just more than a blog. So anyway, you'll have to tune in for that. That's kind of what one of the big things I'm working on. Of course, um, other things with the portfolio are the Income School website portfolio. Always making updates there. Um, we have some sites that have taken some hits um, in the few last few months, and we're looking to help bring those back up. You know, we mentioned Cook for Folks a couple times. We have a couple other sites that the traffic is still steadily climbing, which is awesome to see. So I'm always doing that uh, that sort of thing. But other than that, that's kind of what I'm the big thing I'm working on. We just are getting Content Warrior up and running. We're doing content audits, um, selling articles, and that's that's pretty much every day. <laughs> Every day what I'm working on. So there's a lot of different things that as we kind of prep for the podcast today, we were like, well, what exactly are we working on? And there's just so much. There's so many little projects, kind of little elements. And you all know, all of you who are kind of in the daily grind of whether it's, you know, building a website or maybe you also have a YouTube channel. Um, there are so many just little projects that have to get done and some of them aren't the the biggest or most extravagant or most exciting, but everything's got to get done. And so we're all just kind of down in the weeds trying to get all these projects done to bring everything together successfully. Yeah, absolutely. And to add on to that, what I'm currently working on, one of the bigger things is our email marketing course, which is the ne- next one that's yeah. going to come out, which yep. a lot of you have requested. We do have one lesson out currently, but we're going to add on to that and make the full course, most updated course. And mm-hmm. so Ricky and I met yesterday. We have fully outlined all the lessons and we are going to start recording. And so we are hoping to have that out within the the near future. So we also talked about um, the newsletter aspect of email marketing. We've done that with Cook for Folks. Um, an example that we used is like with the off-roading site, I almost gave it away <laughs> with the off-roading site. Uh, something we're considering is it's such a huge niche that for instance, someone who is really interested in cheaping and going to the um, Easter Jeep Safari, I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called yep. in, in Moab, Utah, might not be interested in dirt bike, dirt biking. They may, but um those, those jeeping people are pretty hardcore. Yes. Yep. Uh, and so if we do like a lead magnet and a newsletter, we kind of want to gear it toward those uh, specific groups. Right. And what we might do, what we likely will do is have different newsletters geared to those types of people who want to sign up for that yeah, specific information. Definitely. So if you have like a pretty wide niche, that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. But of course, we'll include that in the upcoming yeah. course. Yep, that'll be awesome. One other kind of little announcement that I had. Um, those of you who kind of consistently watch the Income School YouTube videos will know that very recently we put out um, a video kind of talking about um, you know, eat and a couple other things um, with Kyle Roof. And we said that there's an extended cut of that video for what we call the Income School Insiders. And some of you may have heard of this, maybe you haven't. Um, but basically what that is, is just a group where we will be sending out potentially, you know, kind of these extra cuts of videos, maybe news, that sort of thing. Um, and we had a couple Project 24 members ask if it was necessary that they sign up to get these emails since they're already in Project 24. And of course, we give you guys everything. And kind of what we decided was it's if you want to be alerted of kind of this extra content that will be in Project 24, um, definitely go to incomeschool.com slash insiders and mm-hmm. get signed up for that email list. So all it's going to do is currently 
you are probably in our email list already as a Project 24 member. It's just going to tag you that you want those extra emails, you know, with the extended cuts of videos, news, SEO stuff, all of that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, if you have heard of it, great. If you are already signed up, great. Um, if you are interested in getting extended cuts of videos and other sort of updates that we have, um, we will be sending that out to this insiders list. And we, the reason we're kind of segmenting it off is we don't want to send you guys a bunch of emails that you're not interested in. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, this is kind of a little bit of an admin announcement. But just so you guys know, um, that's the purpose of this. It's not to cut you guys out or to do anything like that. This is content that's all in Project 24. Yeah. Um, but we will definitely want you guys to sign up so that you can be alerted that it's actually there. Um, otherwise, if you don't want the email alerts, um, it'll we'll have a spot for it in the Income School menu and you can always just check there. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting stuff. All right, now we're going to get to some of your questions. The first one is from Latuda and they say, prior to joining Project 24, I was winging it regarding the structure and length of my articles and the number of my articles. My blog primarily consists of a pillar page, 6,000 plus words, and six related staple pages, most about 3,000 to 4,000 words. I got a little carried away. Uh, I did search analysis prior to writing them, so some of these pages rank very high, one to four position on the SERP and a few snippets, but the bounce rate is also ridiculously high. My question is, I know I should change the structure of the articles to conform to what I have been learning in Project 24. For example, I don't do the lead in sentences, the answer target paragraph, and the read on sentences structure. My articles are crazy long with a lot of personal anecdotes and stuff I could easily remove. But because the articles are ranking so well, I'm afraid to change anything. Yep, because the bounce rate is so high, I know I probably should. Any advice out there for what I should do with these existing pages? Really good question here. Um, first of all, if you have any article that's really ranking, uh, well, first of all, if you're getting the snippet or you're ranking in position one, don't change it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I would say 100%. Even if you're in position two, I would say you better think twice mm -hmm. before you make any changes. Anything after that, um, if you make little teeny adjustments, such as adding an answer target or something like that, it's probably not going to drop you in the rankings because that's what we're really concerned about with the with the articles that are actually working. We don't want to make a change if it's already getting the first or second position because that means what you're doing already worked. Um, so what I would say is in that case, just leave the articles alone. If you do want to add an answer target or something like that because you feel like it would be helpful for the reader, then go ahead and do that, but just make little changes. I mean, we're talking about one to two, maybe three lines in the entire article changes. Mm -hmm. um, as far as personal anecdotes, that sort of thing, that's great for articles. Um, it does sound like your articles are a little on the long side, but again, if they're ranking, just leave them alone. Yep. Um, and you mentioned that your bounce rate is high. This is very normal. Um, a lot of websites, blog-focused websites, will have a 70, 80, 90% bounce rate. Um, and all that means is that people come to your website, they get the information that they're searching for, and you know, a lot of people are looking for a very specific answer. And once they get that answer, that means they just bounce or leave your website. Um, rather than going to another page on your website. So if you want to try and improve your bounce rate, probably what I would suggest doing is just improve your interlinking. You're going to want to link from whatever article that they're reading to other very closely related articles so that 
they can find additional value and then they won't bounce off your website. Rather, they will just click through to another article. So don't make huge adjustments or changes to your article. That probably won't help your bounce rate that much. Rather, just go through and do some interlinking to related blog posts. You know, And as you do additional search analysis, identify other posts that you could write that you could interlink to. And I think that that's going to help you. You know, so one of our sites has, I think it's like a 70 or 80% bounce rate. And that's pretty typical. Like I said, we're not really worried about it. I think that as we continue to interlink, it could definitely improve. Um, but overall, that's very, very normal for the blogging space. I just wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. And the current uh, articles you have, like Nathan said, I wouldn't worry about them a whole lot right now. Just get started with the Project 24 methods yeah. yep. and start writing your articles like that. Make sure you work through the entire course and you immerse yourself in it. And there's always time to work on those current or yep. the previous articles. All right. The next question is from Ricky776. And they say, just a couple of questions regarding the search query. Say, for example, we are using the search term, do fish eat chocolate? Does the main search query need to be in the title, for example, do fish eat chocolate, or can we add extra words on like can fish eat chocolate or other things? Or can we make a better title not containing the query saying what food fish can eat? Does the URL have to include the search term do fish eat chocolate? Should the search query be in the answer target paragraph? Okay, so... I think I understand your question. So a lot of articles that we write, especially response style posts, are geared to answer one specific question typically. In this case, do fish eat chocolate? And and so when we come when we're coming up with a title, there's a couple trains of thought we can take. One is kind of the very safe, uh, very basic search focused title. And so you could potentially name your post Do Fish Eat Chocolate. That's pretty vanilla. It's kind of boring. Um, and but but it clearly, I mean, it's obvious what your article is going to talk about. So it's not a, a terrible option. Um, another way to look at it is that your title is really one of the only ways you can market your article. When someone's on the Google search engine ranking page, all they see is your title and maybe a little tiny snippet of what's inside your article. And so if your title is just do fish eat chocolate or can fish eat chocolate. And then somebody else's title is something like um, weird foods that fish can actually eat or something like that, or chocolate, a uh, fish, fish's favorite food or something like that. You know, like it's a, sound maybe sounds a little bit ridiculous, but you kind of get the idea. Like you can definitely market the article a little bit. Um, it could also be, you know, your article title could just be can fish eat chocolate a complete guide to fish feeding or something like that. You know, like give, give the audience a little bit more, give the searcher a little bit more so that they can get a little bit better idea, but also that they feel like they're going to get a little extra, yeah. you know? And so I would say in most cases, it's probably better to make a slightly marketed title rather than just using the original search query, yeah. because with just the original search query, it's kind of just boring and yeah. it doesn't really give the reader a reason to click. Yeah. Um, of course, you don't want to put things in the title that aren't in your article, yeah. you know, make sure that everything that's in your title 
that you're promising from the title is actually written in the article, but uh, make it a little interesting and, and do a mix. You know, maybe you'll find out there's like five or six styles of titles that you really like. Maybe you use a, a complete guide or you use, um, you know, from start to finish or, you know, like different things like that, different word combinations that just add a little pizzazz to the, right. to the title. Yeah, absolutely. It's somewhat like a YouTube title yes in a way um of course you don't want to give incorrect information but you kind of do like you said want to catch their attention and make it good clickbait, if you will so uh, maybe another example is do fish eat chocolate the answer might surprise you yes that's a great Um, example or 10 things you need to know or something like that afterward i think about it when i'm on google and i'm searching things I am likely to click on something mm-hmm. like that just yes. because I'm like, oh, what do I need to know? What right. might I be surprised about? Right. So, yeah. Yep. And definitely. Google will understand um, your intention with the article. Yeah. And your other question here, does the URL have to include the search term, do fishy chocolate? No, not necessarily. A lot of times we will set our URLs just to be the title um, of the blog post. And so if the title doesn't necessarily contain the entire search term or search query, then, you know, your URL also doesn't have to. So and anyway, really good question. And I think you also asked um, if the search query needs to be in the answer target paragraph. No, not necessarily. We used to say that you should, you know, cite or state the question and then follow it up immediately with the answer target. We don't find that to be necessary anymore. Um, and I don't think that it really helps the user necessarily. And so I would just say, you know, make your title whatever it is. Make sure that the title matches, you know, whatever the search query is. Make sure that it's not so far out there that people don't know what's in your article. Um, but then just write the answer target kind of in an encyclopedic type way. 200, 250 characters, bolded, no links, very simple, um, and you'll be good to go. Absolutely. Good question. All right. The last question is from Digital Bath, and they say, I'm just trying to gauge whether personas are working currently for niche sites. Can anyone provide any input as to whether it's still working well or not? I would say yes. I think a persona can still work. You know, there's such a big focus, especially in the blogging industry right now, where people are talking about eat, the expertise, authoritative, authoritativeness and trustworthiness. You know, we're talking about building out our brands and, mm-hmm. you know, being active in our websites. And, you know, there's... And then there's this element of, well, what if I don't want like my face on my website or what if I don't want people to know where I live or, you know, what if I just have 10 websites and I don't feel like I can, you know, put myself on every single one. So I'd rather build out kind of an avatar or a character. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think that it still works. I don't think that Google's going to come hunt you down and say, hey, why are you not using a real person? You know, like there's things that you can do um, with a persona that make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there is value in having your face be on the on the website, you know, with taking your own original images. Like that's a big one. And if you're in a niche that's very active or, you know, you're taking images where you or somebody else, you know, might be in them, it's a little bit harder to cut yourself completely out and still do some of those things. But I think it still works. Um, again, it's a lot of the eat stuff, the expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness. It's just letting Google know that you know what you're talking about. Um, And you can do that without them, without Google explicitly knowing who you are. Um, It might be a little bit harder. You might have to put a little extra work into it to build out this persona. Uh, But at the end of the day, I don't think that it's totally out of the question. Um, 
people do anonymous YouTube channels where they don't show their face and that sort of thing. And people still have, I mean, there's got to be millions of anonymous or kind of persona based blogs. And I think they still work. So overall, I would probably choose to put my face on the blog just because I think that there is value there. Um, You know, we always, we've been talking a lot about adding video to your website. Could you do faceless videos? Of course. Um, But do I think that the connection that comes like between you and the audience is valuable if they know who you are? Yeah. Um, But you can do that with a persona. You can find ways to be creative. Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard that there are various reasons why people may not want to put their face Mm -hmm. on their website, such as, Uh, a security issue for whatever reason possibly you just don't want your boss to know you're working on another project not that you're working on it while you're at work you're working on it on your free time Mm -hmm. but they don't they don't want them to misconstrue that right um yeah so there's a variety of reasons and so that's totally understandable yeah. yeah but it can help your website um especially for certain niches. I know for Cook for Folks, Ricky and I are both on that website. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps because it's a very welcoming, happy uh, website, family-oriented, you know, for cooking. And also it helps with these newsletters and the lead magnet that we're doing because we actually really want to build our brand and we do want to get to know our readers more on rather than just a superficial basis. Yep. And I think that, like I said earlier, doing that with a persona is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, let's say you use a stock image on your website of somebody, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the image of the person on your website. It's hard to then put that image into other images on the website or to, you know, maybe you're writing your newsletter and you'd like to include an image of something you did, but oh, I don't want to include my face. Um, again, there's ways to get around it. And like you said, some people have very valid reasons for not wanting their face plastered across the internet. That's totally okay. Um, I think if you're willing to put in the work, most anything can actually work. So if that's what you want to do and you're willing to put in the work for that, then go for it. Um, uh, But if you feel like you're not super committed and you're not really sure if there's a great reason for you to be kind of faceless, then maybe you give it a try. You know, you can always pull, pull the images or whatever down later on. Yeah. And just because you don't include an image doesn't mean you can't create some sort of bio. Right. Um, whether you use your own name or you use kind of an avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, at least your reader can get to know you a little better and realize, oh, this is a real person with yeah. experience that yep. is trying to help out. Definitely. All right. Well, that is what we have for today. Thank you so much for listening and we appreciate you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.